named our podcast the World Class Agency Podcast, not because we thought we were world class, but because we try and get closer to it every conversation that we have. What does World Class Estate Agency look like to you? World Class Estate Agency is all about people. The good estate agents add adds an incredible amount of value to the consumer. He's, he's looking after the customer properly, so being approachable, being accessible. And for me, every day's a learning day. What does being a world-class agent mean to you? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. My name is Sam Hunter, and this is, I think, only the third or fourth time that I've done this introduction. So I'm hoping that I do it as well as my esteemed co-host, Mark Worrell, who's not uh, joining us today due to a last-minute sort of guest cancellation and a shuffling of diaries. Uh, you, the listener, my friend, have the unfortunate pleasure of being stuck with me for hopefully only the next 15 minutes of your time while we run through a few things that have been on my mind lately that I think will add a little bit of value uh, to your day, to your week, to your month, whenever you may be listening to this now and in the future. There's three things that I'm hoping to cover off on today quite succinctly, uh, and therein lies the challenge. The first one being the stock challenges uh, that we're all still facing out there at the moment. Um, and why there are agents who are facing them perhaps in, in more dire straits than others. The second I want to talk about is something that has been really actively on my mind, um, particularly for the last sort of six months, but definitely into the new year of 2022. And that's how the public's expectations of estate agents have changed quite dramatically and how they're actually going to continue to change and accelerate to change into the future as well. And then the last thing, uh, I think it's been a bit of a theme for us over the last few weeks um, for very good reason. It's why raising fees is actually going to be the key to survival uh, for the best agents out there and actually being able to control your turnover, your revenue, your income, whatever you want to call it, as much as you can control your market. And that that is going to be the skill that separates the best from the rest for 2022 and beyond. So let's firstly talk about stock challenges, right? And I uh, heard this the other day, uh, and then I sort of said it in a little bit of a different way. And I, I genuinely believe that this is true. Rather than us calling it a stock crisis, let's talk about it for what it really is, which is people, generally the public, being unable to do what they need to do because there's a fear of actually being stuck out of the market, genuinely being trapped out of the market. It's only a stock crisis to transactional agents. You know, it's a bit of a life crisis to everybody else. And that's a really important level of empathy that a lot of agents are missing at the moment. It's very much me, 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 you know? Um, and it is a bit of a crisis. Um, there are people who are desperate to move house, but there are no houses for them to move into. And generally, that's the conversation I think the best agents are having more and more. And that's why perhaps they're not feeling these stock challenges as much as others. You know, it, it, there is always opportunity in crisis as bad as that might sound you can't afford to waste that opportunity in front of you because you know you can actually solve that problem for a lot of people out there it just takes a little bit of hard work and you've got to be willing to serve before you sell but that's how you can really gain almost a sudden control of your market so if we think about let's talk about what we know about the market over at least the last couple of years because uh, we know what it's been like I think we're going to start seeing that change um, sooner rather than later. So the pandemic gave most people 
what I call an accommodation opportunity. You know, those who thought they had to live somewhere because of work suddenly didn't. You know, commuting became uh, almost a different definition and the priorities around housing changed. Um, I think genuinely, if you look at the statistics about there being one, like there's one home for every 30 people generally looking to buy, you know, so there's, there's 20 more people who are experiencing that change than there are actually properties who are being sold, you know, and I think actually what has happened and what a lot of agents are comfortable with right now and why they're feeling that stock crisis is that when the going gets easy, and by that, I mean, when the results come without too much struggle, so all it does take are photos and a floor plan and, you know, a pretty competent listing on Rightmove and chances are you're going to get an amazing price. The core focus of an estate agency tends to drop off. I had this conversation with a mate of mine yesterday and I said, what do you think a real estate agent does? Uh, and he said, well, they sell houses. And I said, what do you think their main job is day in, day out? And he said, to sell houses. And I said, it's actually to list houses because that is the way an estate agent can affect the market and their business in a truly positive way. So when I talk about those core focus dropping off, you know, um, in every boom market that's ever happened since the dawn of time, when it gets easy, the core focus drops away. Prospecting, follow-up, market updates, marketing, you know, really amazing levels of service stop. And it's not just in the UK. You know, I'm recording this in early March. I'm just about to come back to England after three and a bit months here. And when I first got here and I was sitting in my quarantine, I sent 40 inquiries to 40 different estate agents uh, for um, houses in and around the area in New South Wales, which is not where I live, but where, uh, where we were at the moment. And I have literally to this day only had responses from seven of them. And I think when we talk about there being a stock challenge, stock crisis, whatever it is, it's because those agents that have stopped serving now are in the unfortunate position where they've probably stopped selling as well. If there's you know 20 odd buyers for every property, chances are at least a third of them are going to need to sell first. What are you doing to not just follow them up, but help them find a place, listen to what they actually need, understand their circumstances, understand their situation, get context to why they actually want to move, and then do your absolute best to call somebody else who probably is inquired on a property that you've already sold that might actually already live in the house that that other person needs. You know, this market is just phenomenally set up for really old school state agency you've got to be that conduit of information you've got to connect the dots the dots being buyers and sellers landlords and tenants if you can do that which takes a little bit of work and you've got to have a bit of courage to have those conversations genuinely the rest take care of itself the key thing to remember right is that the secret to stock is that people aren't moving because like generally they are not moving now because they think they won't be able to low stock begets low stock you know, the best agents have an opportunity to change that. And that is genuinely the problem that you've got to be solving all day, every day. If we move on from there and we talk about how have the public's expectations of an estate agent dramatically changed and how are they going to continue to change into the future? Well, this is a really interesting thing because, again, let's think about people only have recent memories. That's a really important thing to remember. So no one right now... <laughs> whether it's in the public or whether it's an estate agent can remember what a bad market felt like. But I think it's really important to remember that 
because when a market is strong, it appears really, really easy to be an estate agent. Um, but when it's really strong, it's actually really, really hard to be a great agent or at least to be seen as a great agent. You know, people know, a seller knows their home is going to sell for a great price. It probably doesn't matter who they're going to use. There is an assumption that all agents are the same. You know, we know that's false, um, but what we know doesn't really matter. You know, it's like that old saying when somebody says to you, like, uh, this is what I want for my house, and they're not the ones buying it. So while their opinion is valid, it's not actually the one that holds the most importance in that negotiation. So you knowing that you're really good at your job compared to your competitors doesn't matter. If everyone in your marketplace assumes you're all the same, it's going to be a really hard job for you. So the job of your marketing right now is to actually highlight the core differences and to attract those people who align best with your differences. You know, when I talk about the public's expectations of an agent changing and dramatically changing, they want to work with an agent that gets them. They want to work with an agent that sees the world in a very similar way to the way that they do. And it comes back to what is your messaging? What's your marketing? What's your value proposition? Do you talk with authenticity and authority, right? We have unfortunately now like conditioned the public to expect to pay less. And that comes down to, and there will be somebody in your area, in your town, in your market who has their low fees as their marketing proposition, whether it's in their shop window, whether it's on their social media, there's an agent who I get ads for because I live near Wimbledon. They've just opened in Wimbledon. And the ad that I see on Instagram every single day is opening rate or opening special 0.78% inclusive VAT. We will sell your house because we're opening up in Wimbledon. Now that is not a USP. That is not actually a reason for the best clients to pick you. And then as we're talking about people's expectations changing, the ones who actually expect to have a really positive experience, particularly let's think about Wimbledon for a second. There's some pretty nice houses there. You know, somebody who probably runs their own business or works very high up in a business or does a really good job in what they do is probably not going to want to talk to somebody who just markets on price. And it's that conditioning that's causing the issue for a load of other people, you know? So those, and this is where we're going to talk about fee for a second as well, uh, well, after this, but it's genuinely, it's never, ever been easier to be different. You just need to know what you stand for. You need to communicate what you stand for really clearly. Like the best consumers, the right clients for your business expect full service and they expect to pay for it. Those people who are advertising on price, the people who respond to that expect low service and expect the poor experience. And they just assume that's what every agent is. So you've got to understand what you stand for. How do I communicate that clearly? You know, we've said this on this show, I would say a hundred times in, in 139 episodes, right? Start with this, talk to your clients every day. Chances are your competition's only going to do it when they book a viewing or maybe when they're giving formal feedback once a week. You know, if you say you do it every day because the better your communication, the better their result, then you've just justified why you're worth that higher fee and you've given, you every, you've given yourself every chance of winning that instruction. And that's the really important thing is it's not about having the bells and whistles. They certainly help and they can set up an appointment so that you're one nil up before you get in the door. But it's like the level of which you can communicate and the level of which that you can transfer 
the confidence that you have in your services into somebody else so they can see the confidence uh, that they have in your services that gives you every single chance of one justifying that fee which we're going to talk about in a second but making sure that you align with their expectations you know if you can combat that ability with you know if you can combat that with the ability to actually solve their major problems which is i'm going to make sure that i get you into every door possible not just the four that you've probably really frustrated on that you've missed out because you weren't already on the market you know you're then going to actually surprise them so if you can show authenticity and some value in your marketing if you can walk in there and say this is why i'm going to be different actually it all comes down to communication you're going to know everything that i know and i'm going to tell you exactly why i'm doing what i'm doing you're going to surprise them and if you can surprise somebody it goes a really long way to winning the gig because you've blown those expectations of they're going to be a bit shit out of the water and suddenly they're sitting there thinking i'm I've invited a true professional into my property. They can do a really good job for me and I expect to pay for that job. So let's talk about fees to wrap that up. I think we're going okay for time, right? So why, why is, why are, why is raising fees uh, the key to survival for many agents, but certainly the best agents out there? Well, if you think about it, fees determine quite a lot right? They determine how well you can train and pay your staff. They can determine the kind of marketing that you do. They can determine how much time and money and expertise you invest in your brand. They determine what technology and what tools you can invest in, you know, and actually determines how many, how much business, how many instructions, how many sales, how many lets, you know, how big of a database you need to actually achieve your business goals. You know, when we sit and do ROI studies for our clients, it doesn't matter what their level of return on investment is. We always say to them, if you're actually to consistently increase your average fee, even by 0.25% or by half percent, these would actually be your results. And I would urge everybody listening to this to go back and look at even just this year's numbers so far, because we've all done deals this year. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to follow along a tact of shortening targets down so it's good to have annual goals. It's good to have three and five year plans. But what do I want to do today? What do I want to do this week? What do I want to do this month? That's really important. And actually looking back at short-term achievements is a really good way of reminding yourself that you're making progress because that's sometimes all you really need to keep making progress. It's just that little reminder. Um, and when you look back and you look at the numbers that you've done, let's say for, for January and February so far, add in a quarter of percent and just look at how it compounds the turnover into your business. You know, a little quarter of percent, a little half percent here, it adds up over 100 transactions, 120 transactions, even 50 transactions in a year, you know. In some cases, we've literally seen agents over the last 18 months, yes, it's been a really good market, right? But they've adapted their processes, they've upped their fees and they've doubled their turnover by doing exactly the same number of transactions. It all comes back to what we talked about today, right? It's adapting your values, adapting your marketing and your pitch to achieve that higher fee. And I think if we come back and, and like summarize everything we've talked about today, when stock is tight, fees are more important than ever. You know, if there's less pie going around, sorry, everything that I talk about relates back to food, but if there is less pie going around, then you want a big slice of that pie, right? Fighting for the scraps only leads to less everywhere else in your business as well. And I think that's a really important mindset 
You know, you want to raise your fees, not just to earn more money, but you want to pay your team more money. You want to get them more training. You want to have a better Christmas party every year as well. You know, if you really think about that, right, there is, there's such, there's a really compelling and obvious reason that so many agents will compete on fee. It's easy. It doesn't require any planning. It does. There's not really a strategy behind it and it's not very skilled, right? You just cut and cut and cut until someone, like we talked about earlier, probably the wrong person says, sure, why not? No one ever says yes, right? They're as reluctant to accept that bargain basement fee as you are to offer it. And yet people do it every day. And I don't really understand that, right? So we talked about this on the podcast, Mark and I, last week. I'm going to mention it again because I think it's really important and it's a great exercise. Look back on the last few months, look at what you earned and look at what even a quarter of a percent difference would make on that. And then ask yourself, what does a two and a half percent agent look and act like? You know, what does their office look like? How do they meet and greet their clients? How often do they communicate with their clients in their database? How do they dress? What's their marketing strategy? What are their values? What do their clients expect from them? You know, if, if two and a half percent makes you uncomfortable, choose a number that you want to get, you know, but ask the same questions. What does a 1% agent look like if you're less than that? What does 1.5% agent look like? And really try and understand it because if you can answer those questions, then you're on your way to raising your fees. And as the market begins to turn, and I think probably it already is, um, it's still strong, but it's going to become a market where the good agents start being able to really be good quite easily again. And the guys who are competing on fee or competing on price are going to have a choice of upskilling or, or just cutting and running. Because again, as we talked about, it's easy. It doesn't require any strategy. It doesn't require any skill. It just needs a bit of desperation. So if you can answer those questions, you know, what does a 2.5% agent look like? What does their office look like? How do they meet and greet their clients? How well do they communicate? How do they dress? You know, How many people do they have and service in their database? If you can answer those questions, you're on your way to raising your fees. And when the market shifts, the fees that you command are going to be a huge part of your success at that time and in the years to come. I said this is going to take 15 minutes. I'm pretty sure it's taken something like 17. So my apologies in advance. But that is our world-class agency podcast for this week. As Mark would always say, we do this genuinely because we love our industry. Um, we enjoy thoroughly giving up our time every week and the people that we invite enjoy thoroughly giving up their time every week to come in and talk about a state agency. You know, I hope more and more thank you to the people who give us feedback for this show because it does keep us going. It does challenge us. It does get us thinking about different ideas uh, and what else we can do to bring just a little bit of value, even if it's only in 17 or 18 minutes and there's only one of us with a nasally accent talking at you guys. So if you found some value from today's episode, please, like it on the internet, share it with a colleague or better yet tag us in a post and share it with the world as well. So we can keep spreading this message of trying to make this industry a better place. My name's Sam Hunter. His name's Mark Worrell. Thank you very much. And we'll see you again next week.